Welcome to Future Insiders, a podcast about the future of tech, business, and humanity. I am your host, Kathy Hackle. Today, I'm joined by co-CEOs Lisa Sibilia and DP Prakash of Utopian. We'll be talking about how you measure happiness in business and how they're seeking to revolutionize how people do innovation. So today I'm joined by two really amazing Sun DP from Utopian. Uh, and these guys are doing just something truly amazing and it's very different. Uh, and I think it's it's very appropriate what they're doing is just, you know, I think they're changing the business world for the better. So uh, Lisa and DP, can you guys introduce yourselves? Sure, absolutely. Uh, Lisa Sibili, I'm co-CEO of Utopian. Uh, my focus is on the education, transformation across industry. We're taking a cross-industry focus and it's been remarkable. Uh, DP and I met as complete strangers and it's been truly destiny. Uh, it was when the world, you were allowed to hang out with people and see each other in person and we were lucky to have that moment together and then every day since has been truly a gift. Go ahead DP, do you want to share a little bit about you? Yes, this is uh, DP Prakash. Uh, my focus is, as a, as a technologist over uh, the last three decades to um, bring uh, experiences that have been transformational across uh, different types of uh, industries and where Lisa and I um, um, agree on and uh, where we're pulling together is to keep education and enterprise closer than they've ever been up until now. And, and I absolutely love what you guys are doing. So I, I usually tell folks a little bit about the background of how I meet future insiders along the way, right? Um, so actually DP uh, and Lisa reached out to me on social media uh, right after uh, right after I had shared some, you know, not so positive news about getting laid off and they were very supportive. We had a lot of amazing calls. I've been uh, kind of privy to what they're building at Utopian. So I kind of want to, I want you guys to tell folks about how you're approaching business and why Utopian is different. Absolutely, so our focus is literally a dream realized. We, we never want to be bored and we're hyper curious. So our focus is cross industry because we recognize that there's so many parallels into what's happening and often industry is siloed. And we wanted to break down those innovation barriers and lead digital transformational change that truly matters and not just guess, not assume that we know what are the specific pain points, but have those conversations. We see pain as a driver of change. And our goal as pioneers in this space is to redefine this new normal and make it really meaningful for people to help them lift out of any struggle that they're going through right now and see, I think, the possible. Love that. DP, do you want to add something? Yes. So if you look at uh, uh, what is unprecedented um, at this point, right, in the human journey, is the 10x the rate of change. What's happening in the marketplace is a rate and pace that uh, is. Uh, probably comes once in many centuries. And uh, if you look at the leaders in every industry, there is a commonality. The pain is common. So when you look at the um, be it the uh, disruptive innovators, right, such as AI, machine learning, 
AR, VR, RPA, and so on. That's one that is going on even before COVID. That, that, that was driving a change towards business uh, 4.0, industry 4.0. Um, beyond that, the, the COVID coming along makes remote collaboration a fundamental necessity. So as a leader, um, what, what we see um, uh, is going on the mind of the leaders across industries is how do, you, how do I keep the uh, productivity of the um, firm that I'm in uh, going, right, with uninterrupted um, uh, delivery to my clients? How do I keep everybody safe? And while doing that, how do I make sure that uh, nimble competitors don't get ahead of me? So competitive advantage. So uh, we see that 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 um, that um, concern about safety, concern about productivity, concern about competitive advantage to be common. Doesn't matter which industry, which firm you are in. And it turns out that AI and XR solutions are fundamentally transformational. Every industry, every firm has to be, um, you know, uh, taking a look at these uh, transformative solutions. So that is why we think like our approach, when we say that we are an AI XR innovations company, it has meaning to every industry and every human on the planet. And I absolutely, you know, I absolutely applaud you guys for your approach. And um, I want to dig a little bit deeper into it because there's a lot of great stuff here. And uh, and DP, you talked about transformation. And Lisa, you mentioned the word pioneer. And and it's really interesting that within the scope of Utopian, there's a really interesting tie-in to Imagineering and to uh, Disney. Which, which is really interesting. So maybe Lisa, can you tell folks a little bit about that backstory? Because when you guys did your launch, um, it was a really interesting event. There were Imagineers from Japan, I believe, that were involved. Maybe tell folks a little bit about that tie-in with with Disney that is just you know at the heart of what you guys are building. Sure, and you know it's it's been a, an incredible journey in. For me, I was a former Disney cast member, and uh, as you know, Kathy, I reverse engineered life. So I decided to pursue my greatest weakness intentionally for the opportunity to learn in a different way. And in doing so, I surrounded myself by top people with talent that I didn't have, but I really wanted to learn and understand to help uh, what the future may need, like in terms of innovation. So I, when, as I was a former Disney cast member, I was mentored by Disney artists and animators on my days off. And if you could imagine those conversations, asking to be mentored without the ability to draw, I was young and I was nervous and I remember shaking. Well, those moments, uh, it inspired every part of my next steps. And I didn't realize at the time that I worked in Disney that my great uncle was one of the original Imagineers and that my great grandfather actually worked in Thomas Edison's studio fixing batteries. So I often think in reflecting back that maybe innovation is in my genes. And through every step uh, that I took being in education for over a decade, I wanted to solve these incredible challenges and I flew down to Disney with a pile of dreams. And as any dream starts, all the dots aren't connected. And I was totally okay with that. I, I knew that Disney makes dreams come true. And when I flew there, I met a person who I took a leadership excellence course with. And she couldn't believe it when I flew down for her. She asked me, so who are you hanging out with, Lisa? 
And I said, no, I'm hanging out. I came, I flew for you. And I shared her literally this pile of dreams. And we've been uh, collaborating for a little over four years now. And they, they've been former founders of Disney, former Imagineers. They flew to New York uh, before uh, COVID on my behalf. Uh, one of uh, my greatest mentors is Gene Columbus. And he learned directly from Walt. And when DP and I reflect on this journey, when we've been so blessed to have extraordinary people in our lives, we feel that it's our job and our pioneering mission to, to take what we've learned and honor the person in front. So we are surrounded by world-class people that inspire our every day and inspire our happiness. And through that, we want to deliver that across industries because we know that there's struggle and we feel the spark in people's eyes when we start to make dreams come true. I, I love that. And, and DP, I mean, what an amazing story. I mean, you guys met, you were total strangers. The world of, of business and innovation brought you guys together at the right time. Tell me a little bit more about how you saw things. You, you, what did you see in Lisa and, and how did you go about you know, creating Utopian? So, uh, yeah, it was uh, serendipity and it was like uh, destiny is uh, how we like, we like to see it, uh, Kathy. Um, no, as a technologist, um, seeing where the C-level leaders um, uh, have their um, focus on, it, it was very clear to me, uh, number one focus has to be safety. It was before COVID, it will be now, it will be the future safety, always number one for um, for leaders, right? But uh, I also knew going forward into the future, the steady state for operations for every firm will be AI predictive zero waste. What do I mean by that? Not reactive, but using AI to be predictive in your operation. Zero waste with the... Um, uh, you know, the, the, every step that we take in, in enterprises, we should be asking, can I do it better? Is there a way to reduce the waste? Uh, and the waste is of, you know, both, uh, you know, in the, in the enterprise side, it can be uh, in the form of materials, but it can also be in the form of, you know, human you know, potential getting wasted. So AI predictive zero waste is the, you know, what, what I would call the North Star that industries are going to march to. And to get there, you need to be constantly learning. Now, this part of it was the easy part, the technology part. But there was one thing that was missing in that journey, uh, Kathy, and that is, um, you know, the, the concept of human centeredness. In everything that we do, are we, you know, human centered in our approach? There's so much before COVID. You'll, rem you'll remember, right? AI is going to take over, and and AI will run humans yeah. and so on. And the idea was, we felt that humans should run AI, not the other way around. So yeah. human centered means you ask yourself, what makes humans different? What's most precious to humans? And uh, even four-star generals agree that happiness is the most precious thing for humans. So above the bottom line and the top line is the happiness line. Above the supply chain and the value chain is the happiness chain. And it makes plain business sense. Happier workers, happier workplaces lead to better business outcomes. And Lisa, with the uh, Disney background, was able to show the best of Disney folks, like past Disney people, right, who, who had actually worked with Disney, come and, and, and explain the concept of, you know, what it means to create like, you know, magic in the everyday moments, right? Create magic. And um, how do you uh, make the person in front honored? How do you honor the person in front? So it is out of that, that um, uh, the journey, that meeting of minds, Utopian was born. 
And, and that's so great. And when you when when we've had conversations prior prior to this podcast, we've talked a lot about happiness. And and you know that's something that Lisa every time she sees a really cool article about happiness, she'll be like sending it to me. And I'm like, yay! Um, and the reason like it resonates with me is because I'm Costa Rican American, and Costa Rica always makes the list of one of the happiest places in the world, right? And and how that's a really interesting concept of like how do you measure happiness? Right, but let alone how do you measure happiness in business, and and how have you guys been working with clients with that concept? I, I'd love to hear more about that because it's I wholeheartedly agree with you guys. I love that you mentioned that, Kathy, and you know we're aligned in terms of happiness and why it matters. It makes people squirm in industries because they're not used to necessarily talking about emotions or feelings or even happiness as a core anything and when we start talking about it and the simplicity and how we measure it we measure it one to ten so we don't make it something that's really confusion confusing what we really focus on is there's things that we know and there's things that we don't know in terms of an individual and a lot of times we see and i've seen this uh in the education space the common question asked is how are you doing and the typical response is, I'm good. And you don't necessarily know if that person is really good or just saying good to, to, to move to the next step of their day. But when you ask them about their level of happiness, and let's say it's a level eight, how can we get to 10? Is there anything within our control that we could accelerate that level and if there's not we've also found that those truly human conversations are so powerful because it gets people unstuck and at the very least it gets people to pause and realize that hey my happiness does matter and i need to talk and reflect on this more and it's beyond the work-life balance it's really about what I need and what I don't need, what aligns to my core values and how can I get there? Let me add to that, right, uh, Kathy? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, DP. So, so, so we strongly believe that the top metrics for any firm should be, along with safety and uh, profitability, which is ROI, should be happiness. We are actively working to grow safety, grow the ROI, but also growing happiness. So we track. So you remember the concept of net promoter score. Right? Would you recommend this product or service to your friends? A simple question, but has powerful implications. Similarly, this concept of level 10 happiness, right? Asking the simple question on a scale of one to 10, one is unhappy, 10 is happy, where are you? That's a simple question. It reveals so much in the mind of the, you know, the, the colleagues and, and the clients. And uh, by actively working to close the gap to 10, we drive to level 10 happiness. And I, I must tell you this, right? Uh, this actually works. When a client, uh, a, Big, you know, big client, um, you know, working on an anti-COVID project, and uh, we're, we're helping the scientists and so on. When the client came in at five o'clock on a Friday and said, "Hey, I want this thing, and it, it, it's important, and uh, it's okay if you don't work through the weekend and so on, uh, it's, uh, but but try to get it early in the week." But one of the employees, uh, you know, said, "No, no, no, we'll get this done. This is, you know, you know, you know it's five o'clock, six o'clock, but we're going to work through the, you know, late evening and, and for Saturday, Sunday." She said, "No, no, take take your time." And um, I don't want you to, you know, um, uh, get stressed out. But he raises his hands, five fingers on each, you know, each side, and saying, "Level ten. And he says, "This is my passion. This is not just my work. This is my passion." And for Lisa and I, we knew we were doing something right because we have aligned people's work to their passion. And when they are level ten, 
that uh, client won because they got the result by Sunday night. And uh, so the client wins, and then the client wins, the, the, the organization wins. So that's, that's uh, an example. But to be sure, people are not used to talking about happiness, and we want to be among the leading you know, uh, CEOs of the world you know, forcing that question and say, look, you're growing safety, that's good. You're growing you know, ROI, that's good. But are you growing happiness? Yeah. And I mean, it's more important now than ever. And, and something yes. you, yeah, something you just had spoke to me because it's when you love what you do, like it doesn't feel like work. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I get asked like, what's your hobby? And I said, well, it's really interesting because AR and VR, like that's my work. And, th but that's truly my passion. That's like, that's where my heart is. Like I consume these news and I share these news and I write about it because it's, it's something that I feel in my heart. So I completely agree with you guys. When it is something that you're truly passionate about, it becomes more of a measure of happiness. It also becomes something that you want to do. So the more your employees are happy at work, the more they're going to want to, you know, go above and beyond, um, you know, for 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 uh, for for that company. So so once something I wanted to ask you guys about because you're obviously working. I know I know you guys are working on some really interesting projects, and you you're actually doing like a webinar series, right? Uh, or a webcast series of some sort. So maybe talk a little bit about that. Talk about some of the projects and some of the webinars that you guys are doing, because I know you're partnering with a few uh, a few companies inside the XR space. Go ahead, DP. I'll let you take that question. Yes, yes. So um, what we have found is that, the, as you said, Kathy, um, the uh, concept is resonating with clients. We have clients coming from across industries. Uh, it could be pharma, it could be real estate, it could be uh, deep and heavy manufacturing, it could be teaching from leading. So we have people coming out and saying, we have this problem, you have demonstrated AI and XR solutions, um, and we've seen it, we've seen the keynotes and so on, and can you help us? So um, we are uh, seeing a tremendous demand that, uh, to be frank, we can't keep up. And how do we actually take this message and help more people? And we've been thinking about like you know the right way to structure it, uh, we we have uh, you know events planned for quarterly, but that can only reach uh, at a certain certain rate and pace. But what our customers are telling us is it will help them to have you know smaller meetings and perhaps like more weekly and even you know biweekly, weekly in that in that time frame. Imagine having an innovation hour where it's predictable and people can tune in from around the world, and we're going to talk about something that is going to lift the bar for people, and it's not too much time. Right, come in for 30, 40 minutes, and then like you know some Q and A, and then you go. It's a predictable hour. So we're working on innovation hours. We're working on these um, monthly and quarterly. And uh, you know, right now, uh, Kathy, um, our planning is to reach about 10,000 to 100,000 uh, people in the upcoming um, events that we are actually scheduling because demand is such, and across the world, we feel that we can move uh, humanity forward uh, at, at that scale. And, and the experience, Kathy, matters the most. We're not just going to have events to have events. We're paying attention to every single detail to make sure that every person who's a part of these experiences really feels valued and their needs are addressed. And they they're also learn something that maybe they haven't imagined prior. 
And think about this, Kathy. Also, right and up until now, right? If you had to go to big conferences, you had to spend a lot of money. You had to plan ahead. You had to get approvals, and you do take all that effort, and you go, and then you're sitting there with sixty-five thousand people in a big conference, and you're one among many. Now, with the techniques and technologies that we have available, people can come in and be innovators before the conference innovate. Come in during the conference, and you can self-select yourself to the stage. And post-conference, you can now prepare for the next big thing. So. The COVID situation has made people accept the digital uh, you know, solutions for conferencing, and um, uh, it is now possible for orchestrators to move uh, humanity at a large scale, never possible before. You know, something I love about you guys, you guys are just ambitious, and I mean this ambitious in a, in a good way, in a positive way, like not the negative connotation. Ambitious, and you guys have these goals that someone would shy away from. Someone would be like, oh no, I can't do that. That's too many, but you guys are like, no, we're going to do this. And everything I've seen from you guys is like, achieve, achieve, hit it. You guys, I mean, I love that. I love that about Utopia. And I love that about you guys. Like you guys are not shying away from, from, from these benchmarks. You're like, no, we're doing it. And I absolutely love that. I think we need more of that in the XR industry. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I've always, I, you guys know I'm a big fan. But yeah, here's the thing, Kathy. Here's the thing. Yeah. I'll tell you why, uh, why uh, and where it's coming from. For us, yeah. it is fundamentally not about us. It is fundamentally about you, about the world. And we see a world in need um, of change. And we see that solutions, when taken in a human-centered way, can, can help humanity accelerate to closer to full potential. So when you look at it that way, it's really not about us. It's really about the, about, uh, about the world, which is why when one of the clients, you know, a big pharma client like, you know, that. Um, that looked at what we did, we were able to do in uh, you know uh, two to three months what uh, would have taken normally two years. They said, you promised the world and delivered. So our tagline is promise the world and deliver. So it is about the world. And uh, how, you know, as, as a client-funded startup, how best uh, you know to, to create a tagline than to say, here's what the clients say about us, promise the world and deliver. And and Kathy, also, when we look at obstacles, we smile because it's a, an opportunity to problem solve in a way that's maybe never been done. So the bigger we dream, regardless of criticism that like, oh, your, your vision's too big, there's no way. We go a little bigger because we know that it's possible. And and the speed of what we're able to deliver is remarkable because when you surround yourself by a team that is truly diverse, you realize that you're, you can't be good at everything, but when you have a team that truly believes in what you're doing, what you're able to do together, it's, it's remarkable what happens. It's literally like we feel like we're living magic every day and seeing it through the people and the conversations across industry. It's, it's beautiful. I can't like it's literally like having a dream your whole life and then actualizing it. So think about like, you know, what Disney did, right? Uh, years ago, he said, I want to create a place where parents and children can have fun together, like ha happily, safely. So we envision a utopian world, right? A utopian world focused on you, the person in front. And we envision uh, enterprise transformation and digital transformation of education coming together, right? Where the commonality there is education and training. So imagine that. Imagine on um, you know a global scale, now the, the utopian world coming along where people can go and you can be sure that your kids are going to be safe. And you can be sure that um, the uh, the challenges there, right, would be 
to accelerate oneself to uh, become a better version of themselves. And when we're saying utopian, by the guy, by the way, guys, that are anyone that's listening to this, we mean Y-O-U, like utopian with Y-O-U, because <laughs> I think that's going to be really important because folks are going to be listening to this. Um, and one thing, you know, we're getting towards the end of our time together. So one of the things I always ask folks on my podcast is, what do you see in the future? What are you excited about the future? Um, you know, maybe Lisa, maybe you can tell us a little bit about, so, cause one of the reasons I'm excited about this conversation was because the vision and the vision of Epcot that, that Walt Disney had uh, is something that I've always clung to that I've always been interested in. I think first time I went to Epcot is when I realized what the future was. Um, right. That's like the first time I was like, oh, that's the, f that there's something called the, the future, like as a concept, right. Um, not a concept of time, but a concept of like what happens. And, um, and, 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 you know, you, I know you guys talk a lot about, you know, what comes, you know, what's the inspiration, what comes after. So maybe Lisa and DP, before we leave, spend a couple of minutes, each of you talking about what do you, what are you excited about regarding the future? I'll start DP. I'm excited to innovate at the speed of change. That's hugely ambitious to imagine that this conversation we have today, Kathy, is gonna be old news in a few minutes from now. And to imagine to be able to take the global landscape to identify what's happening in regions around the world and to be able to innovate knowing that, creating a new digital blueprint where it really could have impact beyond the scope of what's ever been seen. When I studied at Stanford, I was truly inspired by the neuroscience course I took there and to be really to anticipate what the world may need and to strive to go there. It's it's truly inspiring because we don't we can't necessarily know what the future will look like or sound like, but we do have control into ter in terms of when we look back at our life, did we give enough? Did we go all in and really change lives along the way? Right. For me, as I look forward into the future, I'm excited about uh, creating the utopian world with uh, Lisa and um, our team of um, you know, utopians, people who believe that uh, life can be better and people who are bold about it uh, and to say, look, um, how do we democratize innovation from the uh, uh, enterprise standpoint to bring out the cross industry perspective, if a solution to a problem exists in one industry to make sure other industries can also see it, right? So we are creating the infrastructure in the utopian world to make that easier. In the education side of things, we are uh, driving towards frictionless learning and with AI tutors that actually never sleep, 24 by seven, they're on. And we're driving these um, lessons, these lessons that AI tutors can actually be covering. So it is a world that's going to be a lot more participatory, a lot less people are going to be left behind. And I believe when we create that utopian world, then um, think about in my, in my, my perspective, what Disneyland was to entertainment, utopian is to learning and innovation. And when that happens, then people can go safely there to become a better version of themselves. And that has meaning to every human being on the planet, waking up every day, realizing that utopian is doing things that has relevance to every firm and every human on the planet. That is exciting. We named it for you, Kathy, because the best of what we do is not about us. <laughs> I love that. And I consider myself an honorary utopian. As you guys know, 
I love what you guys are doing. I love the mission. I think that anyone that's going to listen to this podcast once, you know, once, once, you know, once they end the podcast, they're going to feel, they're just going to feel energized and they're going to feel like, oh my gosh, I want to be like, like Lisa and DP. I want to, you know, I want to dream big and I want to accomplish those goals and, and not shy away from them. So um, guys, if anyone wants to get in contact with you guys, what is the best way to reach you? So Lisa, maybe what, what's the best way to reach you? Sure, through email. So lisa.sibilia at utopian, Y-O-U-T-O-P-I-A-N dot world. Awesome. And DP, how about you? Yeah, it's dp.prakash at utopian.world. I would say this, Kathy, you inspire us. I want, for the record, right, for people to know that you are the only person, I mean, there are a lot of people who want to work with us, right? And we typically don't go and uh, invite anybody to be a part of our team because we think there's a lot of people already looking for jobs. But there was only one person in the history of the company that we reached out to and said, we need to have right a conversation, and that was you. You are passionate. You're a happy person. What you do for the community and raising the bar for the world, we love that. So you are a, a lifelong utopian. Thank you. You're gonna make me cry, guys. I don't get emotional on my podcast. What's up? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks for being in Future Insiders. I know that this message is gonna get to a lot of different people. It's gonna, it's gonna resonate. I'm sure you're gonna get, you know, flooded with messages and. Once again, thank you for being here. Thank you for bringing your message to Future Insiders. And with people like you, I think the future is just so much more positive and just, you know, more utopian. Y-O-U. So <laughs> thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you, Kathy. so much, Kathy. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Future Insiders podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe and I'll see you in our next episode.